Welcome back in to the Cary Grove Football Show. More good things to unpack about this group so far this season as the Trojans crushed Huntley 44-13 last week to improve to 6-0. and Nick Hassong helped lead the way with 211 yards rushing on 18 carries and three touchdowns. Also in the backfield, Drew Magel with 89 yards, Wade Abrams with 81, and Jamison Sheehan adding 59 with all three of them adding a rushing touchdown as well. The offense has certainly been a big topic of discussion through this first part of the season, but it's the defense that has really emerged with that unit allowing just 13 points per game, and they appear to be getting stronger. The defense holds a lot of our attention in the interviews this week, first with Liam Waco and then with Coach Seberg next. This week, for the player interviews, we talked to senior Liam Waco, and we'll discuss a few different things with him, including the dominance of the defense so far. And Liam, excited for you to be on the show. And through the first six games this year, the offense has done a lot of the stealing of headlines. But really, as we're going to talk to Coach Seberg this week as well, it's the defense that has really become a force as well, allowing only 13 points per game. What is the biggest reason for that dominance on the defensive side of the ball so far? Uh, really, it's just all the guys on the team. You know, we come together, uh, we get the game plan, we just we execute. Um, and we don't really like to think of it as, you know, offense and defense. You know, we're both doing great things. Um, but we both just like to think, you know, we're going to all go out there, we're going to execute the game plan, and just go out and get a win. And how do you know that a defensive unit is good? Is it points per game? Is it getting stops? Is it holding serve on a long drive? Or, or what is it? Honestly, I think it's just guys going out there and being relentless, you know, getting stops, um, just all 11 helmets to the ball you know that's what we preach at practice just everyone getting to the ball and you know that leads to success when everyone's just given 100 percent and then leads onto the field jacobs is a really good team offensively they're only a few plays from being six and oh they're four and two as it is uh, probably the toughest remaining test in the regular season schedule what have you seen from them on film so far and what's the approach this week yeah, they got good athletes, um, but I think that, you know, we have a good game plan set up, like I said. Um, we just got to go out there and execute again, give it 100%, and they're going to be a tough game, but um, we just got to have a good week of practice. So I wanted to ask about your uh, position change. You could kind of get everybody up to speed on that, but last year you were uh, on the offensive side of the ball at QB. Now you're on defense in the defensive backfield. Just how has that transition gone, and what have been some keys to to now start at a new position? Yeah, it's been great. You know, last year um, I was at quarterback. Um, we had a great senior class on defense, and they needed me on offense, so I had to do that job. Um, but now we had some open spots on defense. You know, I came to fill it, and um, thanks to my coaches and teammates, it's been a really smooth transition. You almost gave up the sport as a, as a younger kid. Um, I know this already, and, and I want you to unpack that a little bit, either what your frame of mind was at the time, even though you were little, 
but also now uh, not that being your story. And now you're here as a senior and, and doing big things. Yeah, you know, all through, you know, junior Trojans football, um, I loved football. I always did. But, you know, I never really had that mindset that I really wanted to, like, go out there and work hard. Um, and coming to this program, it really just showed me that um, just great things come from when you work hard. And now being a senior, I have made so many friends from the sport. Um, and I wouldn't trade for the world. What is one thing that you point to that you can recognize pretty easily, pretty quickly, that we can go, hey, Kerry Grove is good at football because... Our practices, you know, the off-season, just everything we do is just, it's so precise that we just get it, try and get it perfect in everything. And just the players that come in and out, everyone's willing to work hard. And just, it's a great tradition. Being 6-0, and kind of projecting out what this season could be, the team kind of gets a little bit of a, a target on their backs moving forward, whether that's in the regular season, the playoffs, and beyond. And with success comes a test of maturity, I think. Why do you believe this team is up for that type of test? Um, I think, you know, m- most of us were around during the 2018 team. They had a lot of great success, and those guys were just really mature about it um they're really humble and we saw them at practice every day just going at it just beating each other up um and I just think if we keep that same intensity uh through the rest of the season I just think we'll have great success somehow it is week seven of the high school football season we've entered the last third of the schedule and the offense has really set the expectation so far this year but really the storyline to me as the season progresses is not to minimize what the offense has done but the defense 13 points allowed per game and they keep getting better how have they been able to stand out and and being able to get better week by week well when when we started the season we had the most experience on the offensive side of the ball and so I think I think a lot of the things that we're doing on offense, we were we were kind of expecting in terms of our kids' ability to execute, just because of the of the experience that we had from the previous year, from some of the previous seasons. Defensively, we had a lot of guys who we knew were good football players, but just needed to get some experience in in finding some spots. And so as the year has progressed, those guys have gotten better. They've, they've really improved. Um, and I think you're seeing that too, in, in terms of our, you know, our, our, our games and, and what we're doing in those games. And we just talked to Liam Waco. There's other seniors who may have been role players elsewhere or in a previous season as, as sophomores or juniors last year. And that's what it takes, right? To have guys like him step up and become better as the season uh, rolls along, guys start to emerge. Yeah, that's it. That's it for sure. It also takes, you know, in, in Liam's case, just as an example, Liam was a quarterback as a sophomore. He was a and, and uh, got hurt and was a backup quarterback in uh, 2020 and played exclusively offense. And so Liam had to become an outside linebacker in, in about two months. And, and he's the type of kid who we knew coming in was one of our, one of our better athletes, very smart, 
good worker, and you have those kinds of kids who you think will come through somewhere on defense, but until you actually get out there and play, you really don't know. So uh, Liam is just an example of not only a senior who comes through, but also a guy who changed positions and also changed the side of the ball and then came through as well. I know we'll talk to Nick Hassong at some point this year on the show, but Nick was 18 for 211 and three touchdowns on the ground at Huntley this past Friday night. And his variety of runs is what popped off the stat sheet for me. Seven, nine, 12, 22, 47. What is it about him and the variety of runs that not only he's able to do, but really the whole backfield? Nick's, Nick's really got great vision. So he's able to read the blocks up front real well. He's very strong, and he's gotten a lot faster. Between even the, the spring of 2021 and the fall of 2021, Nick has really gotten faster. Uh, he's, a little th- he's a little thinner this year, and I think you see this, his quickness is there. And, and he's had two runs this year where he's pulled away from the opposing team's defensive backs. So – He's, you know, we're getting great blocking at the point of attack, which you need. But then once that happens and, and once that fullback gets the ball at the second, third level, it's all up to, the, to him. And he's done a great job of breaking tackles and then making long runs. And uh, he's just continued to, to do a great job. And one other thing about Nick is we were, we were talking in practice on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week and you know, just looking at how Nick had done the previous couple of games, and he did he had good games, but uh, in terms of yards and carries, they were lower, and, and, and that's the reality of our offense is that there's going to be some games where our fullback is going to carry the ball 20, 25, sometimes 30 times, and then if the other team is really focused on trying to stop the fullback, we're, we've been able this year to get the ball to some of the other guys too. So it's just kind of how the, the season's gone. The opponent this week is Jacobs, and they've had uh, times where they've been prolific offensively as well. They've also struggled defensively. Uh, they're 4-2, and two, a few plays away from being 6-0. and oh. uh, What have you seen from them this year, and what kind of challenge could they present uh, this week? Yeah, you, you said it. Uh, 100% correct there. They were very, are, are just a couple plays away from being 6-0. and And they're a, a team that has some, some guys on the team that can really change the game in one play. And we've seen it happen time and time again where the running backs will, you know, make one move and then they're gone. Or they'll break a tackle and they're gone. Or the quarterback will, will be able to hit um, you know they're good. They're good receivers, and and so they're a challenge to defend because they have so many different guys who can change the game in one play. So we've got to be very, very disciplined, and we've also got to tackle really well. Uh, there's there's um, there's a lot of challenges this week for sure. What are the goals of the team the last third of the year? You know we're already two thirds of the way. Now there's a, a third left. Um, you know, if you had to, to, to sum up, hey, I want to see us do this, I want to see us do that, what would some of those be the next three weeks? Well, I've never really divided up the season into thirds or into quarters in terms of 
of what we'd like to do in this moment here. We've kind of more focused on what we want to do, you know, in this in this game and in this. So right now, Jacobs presents a challenge to us that is um, is fairly fairly unique in, in what they do offensively. And so we want to step up to the challenge. We want to be able to uh, play our game of football and and uh, hopefully continue to tackle well and uh, and and just play real real solid defense and and execute on offense. And if we can do that, then hopefully we'll be seven and zero after this week. And uh, that's really the only thing. I mean, and in all honesty, that's really the only thing on our mind right now. I wanted to ask you about your staff. Uh, we just counted it before we pressed record. There is uh, you, obviously, and then five of your assistants have been or are currently head coaches either in football or other sports. What is it like to have this veteran staff alongside you? There's a lot of benefits to it. Some are, some are the foresight that some of, some of the coaches have. Uh, one name that comes to mind is Coach Raffelli. Coach Raffelli always seems to be thinking one week ahead or two weeks ahead in just terms of logistical kinds of things. Uh, his, his, his expertise tends to be on just something simple as equipment. What types of things might we need? Hey, make sure that we're doing this. Um, organizationally, all the guys that have been head coaches before, they know what it takes and, and how difficult it is. And I think they also know what good assistants are so they they can do that for for me because they know the job and they know the you know the all the different things that go into it um i think probably the big the biggest thing though is the, is the trust that i have in in them and in, and then also in our other coaches who could be head coaches we have a lot of guys who maybe don't have that former head coach label or you know like uh uh or like Ryan Pasale right now is, is a is currently a head coach, but there's a lot of guys on our staff who could be head coaches, and so I have a ton of trust in our in our assistant coaches to do their jobs, and uh, and and I and I really try not to to micromanage them because I trust that they're going to do their jobs and do them well, and and they do, and so that's uh, that's huge for me, and it allows me to to focus on whatever it is that 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 I need to focus on on that day or that week being a head coach what is the best part we might be here a while what is the best part of this job you you get to you get to know kids at a different level i think that's probably the biggest one that and the the camaraderie that you have with your uh your players and coaches that's that's very deep it's very real and you're all striving for one thing and everybody's focused on that and so having having the the great people that were around being around those kids and now having done this now 11 years seeing those guys come back and and either coach within the program or have be successful later on you know, it's just all those kinds of things that make it make it a great job is is seeing the kids as they as they start out as freshmen, as they get to seniors, and then once you've done this a long time, you see as they as they progress through through college. So, so yeah, that and that that was just off the top of my head. Right. So there's a like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things, uh, but that would be one of them for sure.
Thanks to Coach Seberg and Liam Waco for their time on the show this week. It was fun. Tell somebody about the show if you haven't already. If you're listening to my voice, you found us here on Spotify. It's been a fun journey so far to take you on this audio experience with the Cary Grove football team. And uh, week seven already, it's hard to believe, but only three games left in the regular season. And we'll see if there's a lot more in store beyond that this fall. That is all for this week. Stay tuned for next time. I'm your host, Matt Cozy, and this is the Cary Grove Football Show.